This is The Digital Dish. This podcast is hosted by Julia Frazier and Michael Vick, two veteran tech coaches. Listen to us unpack digital trends, dissect favorite tools, and ponder over new ideas and their impact in today's classroom. We love Google, efficiency, and sharing information. Stay tuned for the bantering, the debating, and the discovering of technology in your classroom and beyond. Hey, this is Julia and Michael, and this is The The Digital Digital Dish. Dish. As promised, we are back with part two of our EdTech Madness bracket, including the championship round showdown. Oh yeah, so just a review. Last time we uh, we had a lot of of matchups. We had Code.org beating out Kahoot into the championship game. Kahoot made the final four. It did, it did. In the Elite Eight, we had Code.org, WeVideo, Kahoot, and Padlet. So those were kind of, which I think all of those tools are pretty great tried and true tools. Yeah, I I like that, that that Elite Eight there. Yeah, so do I. We should should remind folks that you can go check out our own individual brackets, which are already very different than our combo bracket. Yes, they are. The, um, first of all, the um, main bracket that's not been filled out, or depending on when you're listening to this, it's going to be partially filled out because you're, you're voting on Twitter with hashtag Ed, EdTechMadness2020. I think that's right. Is that the right hashtag? Yeah, hashtag? just EdTechMadness. No, EdTechMadness. Okay. So you can go to bit.ly slash EdTechMadness2020, capital E, capital T, capital M. That'll bring you to the actual legit bracket that they're doing on Twitter that you um, can go vote on right Yeah, now, you can go way. vote on and you can follow, follow at jvalver underscore htsd at kyle nemus and at guys got tech ed to vote any of those i think they're probably the creators of this ed tech madness bracket madness madness <laughs> maddening madness madness maddening madness and so if you want to go check out julia's subpar bracket at <laughs> bit.ly slash ed tech madness julia that's julia's uh-huh, lesser uh-huh, version uh-huh. or you can go to mine which is where the winners are probably going to be bit.ly slash Vic EdTech Madness. Listen, I will have you know that in my bracket, I had code.org making it to the championship round. What did you have? No, okay. You, whatever. <laughs> Ed Puzzle went further than you, than you let it in your round. So I would say that I've still got pretty good odds here yeah. at this at this juncture. Right. Well, like I said, I'm, I'm kind of in this, yeah. I've been using a lot of Wii video lately, so that's why. But okay, okay. So go check out our brackets. It's much easier to kind of understand what the heck we're talking about. Yes. If you look at the bracket yes. while you're listening. Or just eyeball it and then do your jog or whatever you're doing. Right. Because right. all of our listeners jog. Yes. <laughs> or while you're well, yeah, driving. Please don't look at it while you're driving. <laughs> Focus on the road. Um, so our on our the other side of our bracket, our first bracket matchup matchups are going to be tw- be between uh, Google Expeditions, Biteable, Spark, uh, I'm sorry, Adobe Spark, Quizlet, Powtoon versus Wakelet, and Class Dojo versus Gimkit. All right. So the first one, Expeditions versus Biteable. Uh, Biteable is another video maker Mm -hmm. that I, I don't have a whole lot of experience with. What little I did use of it, it did seem pretty simple, um, but I, I actually went with Google Expeditions. I think it offers a very easy 
way to do virtual reality. Um, and not it didn't even have to be like with the goggles. Like you could do the 360 view and take kids places that you can't take them otherwise. Yeah, I went with Google Expeditions as well for that reason. It has such a great easy to follow along. Like you can follow along with the teacher notes and ask questions and things like that. Plus, we've got kids who don't have experiences outside of their town and this is such a great way to broaden their horizons right and bring the bring the world into the classroom yeah so i like google expeditions we'll be talking about that more later um uh, adobe spark versus quizlet so this one i felt like wasn't really fair adobe spark terms of service are i think 18 and up yeah they're not great and i you know i've I've heard some really cool things about Adobe Spark, and you can create some really stunning things. However, I don't have a whole lot of experience with it. We're talking about in the classroom with students. I went with Quizlet, because you can do a lot of fun things with Quizlet, and there's Quizlet Live, and it's, it's so much... And really, it's just the terms of service on Spark. And it's not fair, but it is what it, it is. It is what it is. I, I've made the same call uh, as you did with Quizlet. They do need parent permission. For uh, under the age of 13, I think that you're right. Adobe Spark's terms of service are not friendly. There are other things that you can use that do similar things to Adobe Spark. The Quizlet Live feature, I think, alone mm -hmm. lets makes that one win for teachers because mm -hmm. they're able to have those those battles. So the collaborative battles, the kids, um, they work together to solve trivia questions yeah. or quiz questions, which is mm -hmm. great. So We did yeah. this thing called Quizlet Quarterback. If you, if, if you should Google it sometime, it's pretty cool. You basically have two people at a screen and a third person behind them, and they have to tap on the shoulder of the one that has the correct answer on their screen. Ah. And so then, then it just becomes like... That way, everybody has to be involved, yeah. and, you're working, and you're working as a team, but you're also kind of learning on your right. own. Right. Oh, that's There's cool. A, you know who introduced me that to that? No. Matt Miller. Matt Miller. Was, that was the game he did with our with our school. It was awesome. Of course he did. That's fun. It was really cool. All right. So next up, we have Powtoon versus Wakelet. Yeah. So I don't have a whole lot of experience with Wakelet. I've seen some sites made with Wakelet, and I. And it seems really cool, uh, but I, I went with Powtoon. I think that's how I start all of these. I like this other one. <laughs> but! <laughs> I'm, I'm going to not do that. <laughs> I'm with you. I went with Powtoon. Yeah. I don't have much experience with Wakelet. I know that it, it's, it can be a really great resource curator for your classroom. But again, when it comes down to it, Powtoon allows for creation. And therefore, I went with Powtoon. Yeah, I felt like that was like the trump card on a lot of these. Mm -hmm. The creation idea. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, class dojo versus gym kit. I like dojo as a class. Oh, I did it again. Dang it. I said I wasn't going to do it. <laughs> I totally did it. I, let's start over. What do you think about classroom dojo versus gym kit? I think my ideas are going to differ than yours because of where I am and how you started your last phrase. Oh, dang it. But... I don't know a lot about GimKit because the terms of service, a lot of the times when the terms of service come out and I know that our teachers can't use it, I kind of block it from my head because I don't want to get excited about something that we can't use. Um, so um, I don't know a lot about GimKit. I, what I do know, I used ClassDojo when I was in the classroom and a lot of my campuses use ClassDojo. So as a way to communicate with parents what's going on in the classroom and management. Well, GimKit is a way to kind of gamify your lesson. Like mm -hmm. you actually earn points and you can uh, cast them in for pri for these little fake prizes. You know, mm -hmm. like you can, 
you can get like gold coin, fake gold coins in the yeah. game or something like that. And it, it is really cool. So much. I've had a couple teachers actually pay get to use GimKit, which is another downfall for this, you know, little exercise right. because it costs money. I think it does a whole. I vote, I went with GimKit. Okay. And um, I, you can do a whole lot more than Class Dojo. I do have a lot of experience with Dojo. We used to do with our kids. Yeah. And so I do have a lot of experience with Dojo. I like it. I think it's a really easy way to do some classroom management. And I think because we don't have any classroom management tools moving on, this is probably one of the better ones to do. Yeah, to I, do would, so. I would agree. And the paid part of GimKit. If it was free, I would really push for GimKit to win. Mm -hmm. um, also, the terms of service, you got to think about that. Too. Yeah. So we're advancing Dojo. Dojo. Right. And I think... Also, the parent communication factor. That's really important. Yeah, that's really big. important. All right, so we're moving down to our next bracket, correct? Mm -hmm. And so on our next bracket, we have the following matchups Canva versus Infuse Learning. I'm sorry, Insert Learning, Remind versus Quizzes, Book Creator versus Go Formative. And Seesaw versus Screencastify. Okay, I'm going to make you talk first. All right, that's fine. So Canva versus Insert Learning. I don't know what Insert Learning is very much, but it looks like it is a way to embed. It's an extension that allows you to embed different content into... A website any website any website so that is pretty cool that you can embed you know comp you know, allowing students to interact with pieces that they're going to be reading a little bit more canva is a creation tool more for adults because the terms of service I think are 16 or older I did a selfish thing here and I went with canva strictly because I use canva all the time Cam I did too. Cam okay, good. <laughs> I'm obsessed with Canva, actually. I designed my wedding invitations on Canva. I design... I design everything on Everything Canva, on Canva. So um, even though, you know, this one isn't through the lens of a student, I find so much value in it. I went ahead and advanced it. Yeah. I wish it were. I, I wish know. I wish students really could because it's... It helps them create something visually awesome really quickly. Really quickly. And Canva does have paid elements as well but the free bank is so huge and right. it tells you very easily and very clearly when you have to pay for an item right so that's really nice yeah. yeah honestly i think you're right i don't know a whole lot about insert learning but it does look like it's a very useful tool i don't know of anything else like it yeah you can me neither that. and me so neither. that is that is pretty i'm gonna put it on my check it out list insert yeah learning. to to look into definitely yeah. same here all right, the next one we have Remind versus Quiz Is. Q-U-I-Z-I-Z-Z. -Z. Yes. So Quiz Is was one of the very first things that I learned about as an instructional technology facilitator. And so it kind of has a special place in my heart because, uh -huh. you know, it's one of those, one of the very first things where I learned something that I wish I knew as a teacher. Yeah. Because you can do a lot in Quiz Is. It's really fun. There's a lot of stuff already created in there, so that it helps with the time thing. It's, I know it's huge for teachers. Yes, and it's absolutely. free, right? Yeah, no it is. part of it. It is. Um, so I went with Quiz Is, and Remind kind of is a one-trick pony. It has, its, it has its place, but you can do, like, stuff that you can do with Remind. You can do it in Canvas, and you can do it in Google Classroom. Yeah. You can do pretty much anything... 
it's different because you get that text, but when you get the notifications, it's the, pretty much the a big wash. thing too with Remind is that the terms of service are 18 and up. So a lot of secondary teachers want to use it with their students to remind their students of things, but there's other routes for that. Like you said, Canvas would probably be the mm -hmm. best route, especially our district where Canvas. I know you guys use Canvas as well. We do use Canvas, but we also have Remind. But there's we paid for the educational version, which mm -hmm. which means they get to hold all the the district gets to hold all the data. Data. And so I've seen it from that end, and and it all the classes are set up through our um, for our gradebook rosters. That and which so, is nice. So that. I've seen a better side of Remind That's good. in this mm -hmm. district than I did in my last district, but I still think I would go quizzes. Yeah, me too. Me too. We've got Book Creator versus Go Formative. I don't have a lot of experience with Book Creator, mm -hmm. uh, and I only have a very little little experience for Go Formative. Like these two in general, of all the matchups, these are the two least. I, I do like Go Formative. I think it has. It, it plays a role. It does something that not a lot of tools can do. Um, but I'm interested in your take because I, you might know more about Book Creator. Yeah, I loved Book Creator when I was in the classroom. I used it all the time. Um, it's a really easy way to create digital books, like really easy. The kids can embed videos. They can add text boxes. They can add drawings. It's very user-friendly. So, and go formative serves a great purpose but again it's on the teacher end of collecting data it's not on the student creation end so i went ahead and went with book creator for this one yeah i mean i don't i don't know if it's complete i don't know if i completely agree with that because the students are creating something but they're creating a response but, to a prompt yeah, that yeah. the teacher has given not necessarily i mean the teacher could so have they, like a very open it i think could. i agree with you i like book creator but i i, I just i want to give go a little bit more credit than that Okay, that's fine. Yeah. I agree with it. Yeah. But we still should advance Book Creator. All right. I, don't, I, think, <laughs> I, I think on my bracket, let me go look. On my bracket, I went with Go Formative, but I, mm -hmm. like I said, I don't, I don't have a whole lot of experience with Book Creator. Yeah, I think this so next... Sounds cool. Yeah, it's great. It's great. The um, Terms of Service, though, always Terms of Service, you know? Yeah. So this next one, I think it's going to be a Battle Royale. Because I know you have very strong feelings about Screencastify. Yo, they just updated some of the stuff that you can do in Screencastify. You, you can make your link, your QR code really quickly, you, and you can edit it right there, right after you make it. They basically took all the paid stuff and made it free, which usually is the opposite. Right. So I like Screencastify a lot. What does Screencastify do for people who don't know? Oh, okay. So yeah, you can, it captures your screen, makes a recording of it, and then puts a link and makes the video. You can put it directly in Google Drive and send that link to somebody. Um, also, you can video yourself at the same time, which is which is new, and so you can do your screen and and video at the same. Yeah, that's really yeah. cool. But I will the other option is seesaw. I will say I have like zero experience with seesaw. I went and checked it out once, and it looks like a really robust tool that can do a lot. Earlier, I think it was either this episode or last where I talked about there's nothing on here for portfolios. Right. But then. You kind of gave me a look, and then I noticed Seesaw there. <laughs> and that is, that's basically the, your portfolio for a minute for Littles. Right, yeah. Um, we, I love Seesaw. It, we allow it. You um, love it? I love it. 
We Are allow you a Seesaw Gold member. I'm not. No, oh, okay. no, 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 no. Uh, Nancy is a Seesaw ambassador, though. Seesaw we use in primarily in pre-K through three, but it allows the student to easily upload drawings, add videos, create recordings. They can they can take a project that they've created and is saved on the camera roll and upload it. A lot of creation tools have the option of exporting directly into Seesaw. So not only can the children create in Seesaw, they can create a digital portfolio in Seesaw and parents can have access to their child's portfolio. So not only has it got the portfolio piece, it's got the creation piece and it has a parent communication piece. So I had a teacher, algebra teacher, come up mm -hmm. and talk to me about wanting to do interactive journals. That mm -hmm. was, and as a math teacher, it's really important that your students annotate. So next year, my school is getting some touchscreen Chromebooks, mm -hmm. and, which is awesome. Math teachers are getting the touchscreen Chromebooks. Um, other teachers are getting a, another Chromebook. But um, he asked me how he could have their kids do interactive journals using a touchscreen Chromebook. And we actually ended up on Seesaw because you can do the annotation stuff in in there. Yeah. Whereas if you're going to do annotation on a Chromebook, you're really limited. On, like you, we, I, I personally think you should probably have students annotating in Kami and then saving it as a file and then putting it into their own. We use Google Sites for ePortfolio. No, no, I'm sorry. We use Bulb. We use Bulb mm -hmm. for ePortfolios. And I think the kids should probably put it in Bulb or make it and then export it and, and save it as a as an image and put it in a Google slide and make yeah. that their journal. So, but all of that requires the kids to go outside into a different tool instead of staying in the same tool. I still think that's that's an important skill to be able to use multiple tools and have them, you know, app smash. Right, absolutely. But he liked the seesaw idea because I also present, I'm like, well, you could do it in this. It's a little kitty because it's for kids. It is, he it is. He teaches eighth grade. And so, but they've, I think Seesaw knows that and they're trying to make it to where secondaries It's more, more secondary more friendly. Yeah. Plus it's really easy to log in for the kids to log into Seesaw. They scan a QR code. I don't know. I think we should advance Seesaw. Yeah. Oh, well, we can advance it. I was going <laughs> to let you. I was just thinking this one particular situation. Yeah, no, no. I was really at odds with it because I'm like, uh, the secondary ePortfolio app is bold. Yeah. And he's wanting to use a, an elementary right? Line, but but you can't annotate in bulk. And right. so that, that was kind of his, his, the, the breaking point. It right goes back right down to the fact that, you know, got to have versatility in what you're using to kind of yeah. meet your different things. Now, this is the one place where we have differed. As you know, some of their brackets had already been decided. They advanced to Screencastify. Yeah, and so we did not. There are only three tools. We're actually recording on March 10th. And so there are three tools that already won in the Twitter vote. Screencastify yeah. was one of them. Yep. So, yeah, we um, we disagreed with them there. I'm a little surprised. That, that Screencastify. A little surprised. Yeah. I, I, you know what? I actually am too. So let's look at our next matchups. We've got... This is the Sweet 16. The Sweet 16. So in our Sweet 16, we have, on this side of the bracket at least, we've got Google Expeditions versus Quizlet. And then... Class Dojo versus Powtoon. <laughs> 
Paltoon's logo is not memorable. No, it's not. It looks like Southwest's logo. <laughs> I don't know with the red and the blue I mean, and the yellow. Pal- <laughs> we know what Paltoon is, but that logo. But I looked at the logo and I was like, I've never seen that before in my life. <laughs> even if you even if you look at the regular logo, it doesn't even look like their regular logo. No, I'm so confused. Whatever. I get you know, considering the fact that it's a video maker cartoon thing, you think that would be like right? Their logo would, would be sweet. Yeah, that was weird. Okay. I advanced Google Expedition. I did too. I think so, it's a very unique tool. Not there's nothing out there that can do that. Yeah. I mean, there's some VR stuff, some 360 view videos in YouTube, but that's like it's in YouTube, and yeah. that can create some problems. Agreed. So Google Expeditions, it is Quizlet. Sorry, you had to go up against the gauntlet. Yeah, you gotta, you know, sometimes you just gotta. is gonna go far, I think. Yeah, sometimes you just gotta know your place. All right. <laughs> so the other part of this is Paltoons versus Class Dojo. Maybe Quizlet could have won one of these. Maybe. Possibly. Yeah. I, you know, we don't use Paltoons a lot. We use Class Dojo a lot um, in elementary, but I still advanced Paltoon just because I went back to the student creation piece. Class Dojo oh. is more for teachers than it is for students. So. Well, no time out. <laughs> he has it is, the it issues. Is, it is. A stu- I, I, I think this is totally different than my bracket. It is I had, because you have that. I had Gim Kit. Yeah. So, but I, I think the more I think about it, Class Dojo does what it does really well. It it's, does. It's free. The ter- and the terms of service are great. Well, not the students would really be. It's more for the parents to right. use it, yeah. But like, as far as what it's, it does a better job of what it's supposed to do than Powtoons. Mm-hmm. That's what I, th- I think. Easy to set up your classes. Can they be set up automatically? Does that throw you? I don't okay. know. I it's, have. It's been a long time since I set up the class. And the parent communication piece is there. Yeah, I'm. I'll. I'll. I'll let you. I think it's better at what it does. Yeah, I'll as let you sway me. As a classroom management thing, it's ideal. Yeah, we can advance it. I agree. All right. Not like it matters. That's to go against Google Expeditions next. I think we both know what's going to yeah. win. <laughs> Moving down to our next bracket, we've got Canva versus Quizzes and then Book Creator versus Seesaw. Yeah, this very similar to the last matchup. Good at what it does. As yeah. far as creating graphics and posters and mm-hmm. social media headers or whatever, Canva is top notch. Absolutely. It's easy to use and it's really easy to make visually appealing, awesome mm-hmm. things. Uh, quizzes, you know, it has a special place in my heart, and, but it, and it is for students. Canva is really for teachers, teachers. And, and just really creators. I mean, it's not even necessarily completely an education tool. No, I know people who who are in business that use, like yeah. realtors use Canva and yeah. things like that. I actually advanced quizzes. Oh, yeah. Um, no, I, no, I, 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 think I do oh. too. I do too. I'm just... Personally, it makes me like sad Canva. too because yeah. I personally agree with Canva. Like I said, I create every bridal shower I've ever th- helped host. I've created the invitation in Canva. For, I mean, but for students, but for, for students, students, which is where we're focusing, students, yeah. quizzes. I think maybe if students could use Canva to create, that might mm-hmm. be the winner. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. All right, down to Seesaw and Book Creator. Now, these are both out of your bracket. You did not choose either of these. Yeah, but I think it's Seesaw. Pretty easy. Definitely. Yeah, hand down. Hands down because of everything, how robust that tool is. All right, so, ooh, we're down to our, what is it called? Elite Eight? Maybe by the end of this podcast, I will know what the basketball terms are. 
You Maybe, think? Yeah, that's what this is all about. I don't. I don't think teach, I will. Teach <laughs> right. So, and then, uh, so the top four on this side of the bracket, we had Google Expeditions, Class Dojo, Quiz Is, and Seesaw. And Seesaw. Right. So, Which I think it's a good top four. I mean, there are some in there that you know, Dark Horse was probably Quizzes. There's uh -huh. a lot of quizzes yeah. out there. Yeah. Yeah. Class Dojo students aren't creating, but I think when you start really thinking about everything that it can do mm -hmm. and how well it does, how easy it is, how user friendly it is. Yeah. I think it's it's a big one, but it is a big one. So between Google Expeditions and Class Dojo, I think Class Dojo made it here. It was a dark horse, and this is where it stops. I agree. You got to move forward. The Expeditions. It's pretty cool. Expeditions, Expeditions just makes student student experience so much better mm -hmm. if you have access to the tools. And like you said, you don't even have to do the VR part of it. You can just no. project the expedition and lead the kids through it that way yeah of course they love the vr but if it's not available it's well, not like you cannot use this tool yeah. i will say from a math teacher perspective and really a lot of teacher perspective there's some science stuff in there there's some you know i mean ela probably could create an experience and write about mm -hmm. it or read about an experience and have some context right but this is really a big time social social studies, studies. yeah for and, sure and i think that it's hard for me to see it so high because it really only caters to that one core mm -hmm. content area. I'd say more so social studies and science too, at least elementary science. I don't know much about secondary science, but elementary science can find a lot of content in it. I've seen some cool science stuff too. Some astronomy, some like inside of a cell. Ocean. Yeah, there's, so, so, okay. yeah. I'll give you science yeah. too. That makes me feel a little bit better. I'm glad we talked about this. Good, I'm glad we talked it out. <laughs> We've got, then in our other bracket, we've got quizzes versus seesaw. I don't like the side of the bracket at all. Let's move Padlet over here and put Padlet right? on the top four. I know. Padlet, I think, got, got yeah. I say we move forward seesaw. No, it's so, so elementary. But it's parent communication. It's creation. It's portfolio. It's assessment. Yeah, it does a lot. Does a lot. Can you do formative assessment in it? Not formative assessment, but no. you can assess, you know, just, I mean, I guess it's not when you think a formative assessment, sorry, I'm thinking of, I can assign them a task and give them a grade on it or, you know, oh. but you can assess the Can you work. do a quick check? Can you do a quick check on them? No, mm -hmm. no. Okay. I mean, you could if you had them write yes or no on I something. Think, I think it beats quizzes. But I, it's, it's not really for everybody. That's the thing. Okay, okay. So I'm kind of leading up to the fact that I think it should lose the next round. Between All right. Google Expeditions. Well, here's the thing. Oh, no. Here's the thing. Because Dang. this was my exact matchup at this point of the round. Was it? Yes. Oh, and, okay. And I advanced Seesaw. Did ya? Because here's the... Here, hear me out here. The reason I advanced Seesaw is because despite the fact that you can project Google Expeditions, the real wow factor comes in when they have the VR headsets on. And VR headsets... No. Okay, you're right. It creates a wow factor, but there's still a, a type of learning there that you cannot really offer. Anywhere in a else. Yeah, I, and I just... To, I just, as a secondary representative here, uh -huh. I just cannot have Seesaw in the top in the top two. <laughs> well, see, that's just you being we're selfish. Gonna, we're going to have Code.org <laughs> and Seesaw in the top two. Those are two complete, well, two very elementary. 
I, I don't want to say no. that. I don't want to because there's stuff in code.org. But like if I'm if I'm teaching chemistry, I'm not going to use Seesaw. I mean, you could use it peripherally. Yeah. But code in code.org, I'm focusing on the chemistry. There's nothing in code.org that's going to help me. Like I want to, and that's, and I just, I mean, I'm just using chemistry, but like, I think there's going to be a lot of secondary teachers that are going to have a hard time seeing code.org and Seesaw and thinking that was helpful. Well. Google Expeditions, yes. That will be, that's helpful across the grades. But from an elementary standpoint. Let's vote. Seesaw. Raise your hand for Google Expeditions. My hand's larger. Okay, raise your hand for Seesaw. Your wife, who's in the room, agrees with She's me. She's not part of this. <laughs> she agrees with me, so she is a part of this. <laughs> so, uh, two versus one. <laughs> I don't think it's really fair. I think it's, maybe you should put Canvas here. If you did Canvas versus Seesaw, this might even be more a bigger issue for us. I would say no to Canvas. Canvas is not a kindergarten tool. Well, that's, well, that's kind of how I feel about the uh, Seesaw thing. Fine, fine. Do Google Expeditions. Just move forward. You're just going to be mad at me. I'm not going to be mad at you. I'll be bitter, but <laughs> I'm just kidding. How are we going to... Michael is at a loss for words right now. He is at a loss. But uh, I, you know, like I said earlier, he, about, I mean, he's even thinking about. I'm debating. It. I'm debating too. Like even what we said earlier about Google Expedition. What I said is, as far as like for math teachers and so, like they're not really going to find a whole lot of use in Google Expeditions either. Mm-hmm. Like your final seesaw win. Yes. <laughs> seesaw. Are you going to be mad at me or just bitter? <laughs> I, I think it can do more. Yeah, it can. It can, it can do more. It can. Yeah. Do you want right. to know a secret? This what? was my final matchup. Was it really it was code code.org, code.org versus, versus Seesaw? Seesaw? Mm-hmm. Hmm. It All right, well, code.org has to win. That's why I'm having to be the winner. Okay. I had Seesaw winning in mine. I could see why you did. But, but I agree that code.org can be our winner. We need to be advocates of coding. We do need to be advocates of coding. Yeah. Wow, that was stressful for me. God, that was stressful. <laughs> what was your final matchup on yours? I had um, X Google Expeditions uh -huh. and Wii Video. Okay, okay. Yeah. So also a fair, fair yeah. matchup. I had Screencastify going pretty far. You did. I, you did. I mean, I just, I really didn't give Seesaw enough credit. Yeah. I think in hindsight, I probably would have moved Seesaw up to... I would have liked Google Expeditions. Though. I mean, I'm shocked that Seesaw didn't move further past. Yeah, I wonder what that vote was. Screencastify. I'm gonna, go, because I'm gonna see if I can figure out what that vote was. You talk for a minute. Well, because I'm gonna say it's to me. Oh look, Code.org has beat Vocaroo. Oh, well, by a lot. Because to me, Screencastify is more of a one-trick pony. Screencastify versus Seesaw was the closest vote by far yet. Um, it was 68% Screencastify, 31% Seesaw. But to be fair, sixty-eight I'm now looking at the how many votes there were. This was out of 19 votes. Oh, yikes. <laughs> yeah, so. Well, I don't know if it was all this one guy. I mean, the other people. Oh, could the be, other people put, could, be could, pulling, they could, they could be pulling. They could be pulling their, their oh, week. So that might not one. be the final data. Yeah, that's partial data. Well, we really have to get to the bottom of this. All right, okay. 
Michael and I will be tweeting people. <laughs> We're going to get to the bottom of this. But yeah, is this really the official, official? Right. But we really um, hope you enjoyed our bracket smackdown. You should tweet us to, to tell us what your smackdown would be. What would your final winner be in, in, that, yeah. in that scenario? You can find me at, at J Solnick Frazier, J-S-O-L-N-E-K-F-R-A-Z-I-E-R. And you can find me at Digital Vic. Do you want to spell it? Digital. <laughs> digital and then Vic. V-I-C-K. Digital and is spelled D-I-G-I-T-A-L. Thank you. And it looks like um, you were scared to spell their math teacher a little bit. No, I just didn't think it needed to be spelled. But you're right, my last name should probably be spelled. You're, yeah, right. you never know. Yeah. And then our um, the podcast, um, you can tweet us at, at the Dig Dish. At the Dig Dish. Not to cool. be confused with the Dig Dish, but that's yeah, what it looks not like. Not the Dig Dish. And we will we will see you not one in one week. Well, but we're not going to see them at all. That's not really what you do here with podcasts. We will um, we will grace your ear holes. um, not necessarily next week but soon all right yeah on that note bye bye